Oh my gosh, it's Sunday and the sun is shining mm, in at least West Seattle. Is. It's uh, blessing. Even with a cloud of COVID-19 and then this being, um, I don't want to say ground Can zero. Can you not set this not up wrong. as being that bitch? <laughs> I mean, but this is the hot spot. Not well, like the hot listen, spot like the song. You, no, you can... Like, you can sit spot. back and have a moment <laughs> in these streets letting these bitches, they listen to bitches with COVID-19. I, I mean, got... it's the truth. Okay? Yeah, well, I don't got a bitch. I'm Jay. And I'm Ray. And, and I also said, think I don't have it. Think hopefully. you don't. And this is He Said, He Said, the podcast that makes you go, hmm. Uh, yes. Here we are back another week and Ray we is are. taking his temperature as we speak because <laughs> he thinks that anytime he sneezes, farts, goes to the bathroom. Oh my God. So has a headache, sweats. Okay. He has he has coronavirus. Right. I keep telling him he has Bud Light virus, okay. but he don't want to listen. I had an unwell feeling and... You know, I took your advice and took my temperature, and it was 98.6. Just so everyone knows, the reason why he was sweating is because he was having a 16-ounce latte, um, and it was warm. So, you know, what happens when you drink warm coffee is you sometimes you sweat. Okay, I had finished my latte hours before, but that's fine. Okay. Here we are. Anyway, I want to make sure. Apparently, let our listeners know that we have coronavirus around us. Okay, so that is not what I said. But I do want to make sure that everyone um, goes out and gives us a rating, a review, or subscribes to the pod if you have not done one, two, or all three of those things. We really would appreciate it. We um, want to broaden our reach so that we can continue to provide you with amazing content and so that we can come up with some mm. even more amazing things for you guys. So oh. guys and gals and everyone in between. So oh. yeah, rate, review and subscribe. It's super important and is really the lifeblood. I don't like sitting across from you. Of our... Of, <laughs> wait, why? Because it's just aggressive. Why is it aggressive? Because I just feel like you talk with jazz hands and I get really <laughs> nervous. What's wrong with talking with jazz hands? Okay? I don't know, bitch. I'm expressive. It's fine. Um, but again, so just um, to be very real and transparent, rate, review, subscribe is important and is really the lifeblood um, of any podcast that's worth mm-hmm. its salt. So... Please and thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I guess we should get into to love it or shade it. And I yeah, think, you can, and my shade it is to the douchebag of all, the president of douchebag oh, oh, um, okay. university, and that is Scott Scott Disick. Oh, um, okay. So Scott Disick, if you don't know him, he is the um, Caucasian man that one of the Kardashians actually um, had relations with. <laughs> Um, one of very few Caucasian men that have ever been associated with that clan. Mm, that's um, true. Well, Scott decided to um, lean into the coronavirus um, and create... First of all, he has a fashion line called Talentless. Um, yeah, it's called exactly what he is. Okay. Um, and he's the director and cre- he is the creative director for this line. Um, and he launched a t-shirt and hoodie that says, wash your hands on it. Um, and he is selling these t-shirts for $49 and the hoodies for $159. And it just looks like he used Times Roman numeral um, mm. font to f- and mm. did wash your hands. Times uh, the Roman. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm just shading him because I just feel like this was just in poor taste. And we don't need a t-shirt that says wash your hands. Apparently, they've been selling out. Well, when you make 50 and if all 50 sell out, then, yeah, you can say it was sell- it was a sold out. A sellout, but at the end of the day, Scott is trash. Well, and I mean, we already knew that. This was an opportunity for him to make trash ass money. Um, and here he is, just 
telling reminding us to do what we should already be doing washing our hands okay yeah i didn't know anything about that i didn't Um, either until i did my research and you know the kardashians are like herpes they just always pop up when you don't want them okay therefore you have flare-ups a flare-up kardashian somehow somehow (laughs) somehow some way they they seep into your panties and next thing you know they are ripped I don't know. Okay. Um, Clearly, yeah. I have a, a visceral reaction. I me. would have to agree with you that um, I'm not here for um, Disick. Who, oh, my God. His name is so close to Dick already that it's just kind of comical to me. Um, but I'm not here for him. And, and this whole idea of him trying to capitalize on coronavirus, it, it seems on brand for him, first of all. It seems on brand for all um, the Kardashians. But yet it, it also and seems Jenner's. to be in really, really poor taste. Because, you know, anything that's out there, they like to take, put their little spin on it and then make money off of it. Mm-hmm. Who? My question Ugh. is, who's buying that? Apparently people. Okay. And three, when I checked, they have an Instagram. And when I checked, okay. it was like 7,000 people liked the post. So okay. people are apparently engaged in this brand. And I think that I saw online also the Kardashians were wearing the, the hoodies. Uh, and oh, stuff. well, of course they are. Know. That's dumb. I mean, yeah, well, let's not give them any more, uh, you know, Ugh, press. Garbage. <laughs> yes. And down, the, if I had a toilet flushing sound right now, down the drain. Um, so <laughs> this week, I wasn't sure what I was going to do for my love it or shade it. Oh, I had a God, few different I'm things nervous about that I could be. do. Um, but what I'm actually going to do is a shade it. And uh, sorry to continue this theme, but it's also related to coronavirus or COVID-19, which is the actual um, disease or illness that people get from this new novel coronavirus. And it's to the current administration and their um, pretty lax and um, laid back reaction to this particular outbreak. Um, I'm very disturbed by the whole idea that um, the United States administration would look at this uh-huh. disease that's happening uh-huh. in other countries. People a literally are dying. And yes, to your point, first you downplay it and you say that it's a hoax. It's the Democrats. Yes, the Democrats mm-hmm. are infecting people with a fucking disease and killing elderly and they said, Americans. And and let, let's one step further. Not just elderly Americans, but apparently the Democrats are also killing people in other countries from yes. this disease as a hoax. So that was the first thing. Then it was, oh well, yeah, it's a thing, but it it's not that bad. And once it gets warmer, it'll be better. That was the second mm-hmm. um, point that the president tried to make. And ultimately, what the president cares about more than anything else is what how the stock market is doing. Mm-hmm. And it's it's it's. It's going down. Right. And once he saw that, um, you know, this was having an adverse reaction on the markets, that's when he felt as if he needed to spring into action and downplay it so that, in his mind, the markets would go back up. Well, needless to say, they haven't. The, they the sure markets have, have been on a fucking roller coaster. Okay. So, you know, okay. um, emotional <laughs> roller coaster. Okay. <laughs> Let's just say on February 10th, the stock Dow Jones was at 20. 20- 29.1 and it closed on March 6th, which less than a month um, at 25.8. So right. we've had these, these, it's, it's been this pendulum of like extremes. I mean, it literally is, oh, the Dow would be down a thousand points and then up 
1200 points and then down a thousand points again and we're this is what's going to happen but again getting back to my um shaded um what really scares me about this is what happens when we have a real pandemic well hopefully or and i don't want to say that coronavirus or covid19 aren't real but what happens when we have a disease that's killing more people um, rapidly. more rapidly and is much more of a risk for you know everyone in the country um if trump's still in office he'll blame obama it um, scares me and i just i don't understand um how we're still in this position where the people around him um are not um exerting enough of their power they shook over him. him to actually have him realize when he's doing something that is literally dangerous and I mean I don't wish lives. ill on people but I wish that that Trump you know got the coronavirus oh lord here you go don't put that type of thing into the universe. I'm just saying I just feel like you know because then he would think it wouldn't be a I mean, hoax. he is over 70, but I mean, then he'd don't, be like, oh, it's not a hoax. It's real. No, don't put that out into the universe. But my shade it is to this administration. Obviously, I could shade this administration for any number of things. Of but this is literally something that affect could affect us all. So, you know, God bless us. If anything, you know, if another fucking bird flew or something, okay, you know, comes out that is, you know, even more dangerous and more of a risk than COVID nineteen because just, we're gonna what? we're gonna be fucked. Wash your hands. Don't yes, be playing wash with your hands. Your... Don't touch your face. Mm-hmm. Yes, that, Lysol. <laughs> listen, I saw actually this weekend. I don't know if you saw, but hands, a local bar drag queen was performing, and she was before she would take the money, she would spray it with Lysol. Oh, that's stupid. <laughs> I think that's funny. I mean, oh, it's just, it was like a part of the act. Yeah, it was okay. part of that. Okay, all right. I was about to say, wait a second, girl, then you should just not. I think performing. the song was like she worked hard for the money, and it was like <laughs> <laughs> I think that's witty and actually quite clever. Well, I mean, uh, actually, it's a fact that money is one of the ways that this, oh, yeah. that this disease can spread because it's fucking filthy. But I digress. That brings us to the end of oh, Love It. And we're going to move into Unfiltered Unbothered. And our first yes. is actually a topic that got viral um, last week. And it was about... It got viral? Uh-huh. It got viral like COVID-19? Uh-huh. Or it went viral? It got viral. <laughs> so, um, Honeypot, um, not to be confused to, with the Seattle... Um, company that has porta potties called honey bucket um <laughs> it is honey pot mm-hmm. um they are they launched there was a commercial that was um featuring beatrice who is Be- beatrice dixon who started the company in 2012 um in in the actual um commercial 30 second commercial and it was highlighting the brand and how she felt very proud about her collaboration um with target and that target was a big part of um, her development of the brand, the packaging, the um, scaling of her work and whatnot. To give you an idea of what this company is, it's a plant-based menstrual system. So we actually had um, Casey Carter on our show a while back and we had talked about like she had brought up around organic um, feminine products. Right. At the time we were like, uh, we never thought about that. Well, neither of us has a vagina. Okay. Um, and she said that she lives her life holistically through the lens of being clean, eating clean, living clean. And she started this company out of the need, knowing that she was putting in things that were toxic, um, and not natural into her body. Kind of like 
reminded me of our conversation we had with Casey Carter about about that. But then also seeing that this was not only was Beatrice featured in this ad, why it was became viral is not because of it being a plant based menstrual system and products that she has, but because she was a black woman. And during the um, the commercial um, that right, did you watch the commercial? Well, you saw it on TV. Oh, I've seen that commercial a million times, yes. Yeah, so basically, she, at the end, she looks to be like her mother, maybe her husband or her brother, um, but a male, an older woman, um, they're hugging and looking at the at the presentation of her product in a Target, and she says that she's so proud of this product and what Target was able to do with her because it shows the other br- young brown girls that if they I have... I have a quote. Oh, go ahead. Come um, on, I thought I was wondering what you was doing over there, just silent. So yeah, so I mean, I mean, you were setting up the story, and I'm letting you set up the okay, story. Set up stories, but what the? So let's go back just a step, uh, okay? Because I clearly did not. This is clear enough. No, go ahead, girl. Get it together. So um, this was actually a part of Black History Month and uh, a campaign for Black History Month mm-hmm. for Target. Um, so um, even more specifically, uh, it's it was titled founders we believe in and that's a target um campaign that they were running Mm -hmm. for black history month and um in this clip what she says is the reason why and this is at the end the reason why it's so important for honey pop to do well is so the next black girl that comes up with a great idea she can have a better opportunity Mm -hmm. so that statement alone was met with criticism by a, a lot of people um, where, <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I think that a lot of white people that were, um, in specifically white women, yeah, white women said that they felt discriminated against. Mm-hmm. Um, then there was a website called trust pilot that basically where people go on and do consumer reviews, uh, and they were just discriminating against Dixon and target saying that ultimately that they should, no one should buy this product. And, this product should not be carried at Target, et cetera, et cetera. Well, the, the posts have been uh, suspended. Um, they Trustpilot is doing an investigation. But all of this said is Beatrice is grateful. Beatrice is thankful. And I would say so is Target. Because she has sold out uh, a majority of her product in retails, retailers at Target. Um, she's all carried at ve- Walmart, yeah. various p- places. Large um, retailers. Yeah. And not at all, right. but she's carried at the brand. Obviously, yeah. she, the, the really crazy thing about this whole story to me is this whole idea of racism. So, and they said that she was being Beatrice was being racist, right? And so, a couple which, of the, which race, the you can't be black and racist. A couple so, of okay. the comments that I saw, and there is some debate on on whether people who are in minority groups can be racist because. Um, for a lot of people, there's an inherent power that has mm-hmm. to be um, involved in the person who, you know, because racism is seen as more of an institutional thing, um, entity mm-hmm. where there has to be power that's exerted over a group. But again, there's debate about that. And I don't yes. really want to get into that debate. Okay, but, good. good. Um, one person said, why specify black? Um, and another white reviewer on trust pilot said, I would have considered buying from this company if it hadn't been for the racist, this whole idea of racism it is fascinating to me um, because I think that people are not using this term correctly, first of all, and they're not bothering to look it up because they have this idea of what racism mm-hmm. is, which to a lot of people is exclusion. 
And I think in this particular right in this particular case, you have these people who are feeling excluded from something. I just don't understand. But let's be clear: these are people who are not used to being excluded from things. Well, that's that's what I who are then feeling attacked. I have in my notes is to all you white people who left reviews on Trust Pilot and out here boycotting Honey Pot. May you realize that you are feeling what she has felt. For all of her professional... Wait, and, can you boycott life. something you never used? But you can. <laughs> you can. And but the, you can know, they you go know? to Target. They can boycott Target. They can boycott Target. What but I want to say, here's some facts they've never is used. why this is important. Why she said what she said is mm-hmm. that, here's my notes, okay? Less than 1% of American venture capital-backed founders are black-owned businesses. Mm-hmm. According to a report by Forbes in 2018. So what happened... Um, with the honeypot company, it actually has helped open up a conversation about the lack of investment in black women owned business. So Dixon, she's been doing a whole press tour to, you know, largely the urban or I'm not going to use urban urban because I hate. Actually, I'm going to retract that Mm -hmm. to the black audiences, right? Uh, Around like Breakfast Club or Essence. You know, she's going to these, but then she's also having conversations with like Forbes and other big publications around the conversation that needs to be had. It's not a, the reason why she said what she said is because she wants people to know that she is a, it's her story. She is a black woman, she was a black girl. And she wants that black girl that could be the next black, that will be the next black woman to know that there is a, there is a path and there is a way for them to create generational wealth. A hundred percent. So you white little woman in the street, little women out here, <laughs> little women like, like the movie, uh huh, out also here like, oh, discrimination, motherfucker, please. You are out here discriminating on, on these nuts. Girl, bye. Uh, Felicia called. Oh she said, bye. Oh my gosh. I can't with you. <laughs> I mean, apparently little women want their honey pots too. A honey pot. Um, and I mean, shit, I want a honey pot. She need a honey bomb. She need to do male version. Little wipes for the people. I don't even know what that I'm would here look for like. It. But um, I'm so here I'm for gonna a wipe leave, for I'm the gonna, I'm gonna leave that alone. Um, but sh- to be clear, you've said it, but I'm gonna reiterate: this product is for everyone. And this particular commercial was very isolated. There was a specific message that she and it also Target wanted to convey with this particular ad during Black History during Month. Black History Month. And to your point, that Becky, was, go it was, home. It was actually making a very a much larger point about this inequity that exists within the, on, the entrepreneurial space. So you know, y- there, there's so many layers to this where it's like you know. First of all, these people who were offended, get over yourselves. But but I have to say, I think we're going to see this mm-hmm. more and more. Mm-hmm. And this is a direct result of white folk feeling their majority slipping away. Because as the world and, and this country become this beautiful, racially diverse and mixed place, you're going to see these people who are used to being in a position of power and in the majority feeling threatened by that and every little thing is going to trigger them. And I just want to let these white people know that data speaks and they're in these streets. So according to a Forbes, a fortune article on 129, which would be January 29th, head funds led head funds led by women and people of color outperform those run by white men by 40%. Wow. So you can go out here and boycott all you want, but guess what? 
the data shows that investors are seeing the results in these less than 1% of um, of entrepreneur or companies looking for investors um, being led by people yeah. it's more of that's, color. And that's more just to be kind of clear about what that means. Once you go into a space where you're looking for, usually by the time you've gotten to a space where you're going to um, venture capitalists mm-hmm. or hedge funds and looking for money, what you're trying to do is scale your business. Yes. And specifically, that's kind of what that space is where it's like you already have a business that you have there where you're making money and there's potential there. Mm -hmm. But what you're wanting is the capital in order to scale your business, um, you know, and so that you can reach more people. And I think that Beatrice, like she had a really good interview with The Breakfast Club that I felt like was pretty enlightening of her journey. Um, And what I do want to say is that if you're ever if you're interested in developing a brand and building a business on, and you have the entrepreneur spirit, uh, listening to that interview is important. It actually reminded me of, again, a, a previous listener and previous listener turned guest, Keisha Credit, who was on here around her thinking of an idea, you know, building the brand and then looking for investors. So I think that it just shows you that there's, there's, if you have an idea, create it, build it. And then, as Ray said, the next step is scaling it. And mm-hmm. in most cases, you're going to need an investor. And then let these haters hate because mm-hmm. the data shows that by 40 percent these um head fund um um brands are being run successfully comparably to their peers yeah and i mean men. so and <laughs> getting to the get back to the haters mm-hmm. um i mean this is it's a laughable claim that you know people feel like they can make um and i and as i often do on the pod, I really think it's so important for people to look inward. And Girl. I think that these people need to do some serious soul searching Girl. as to how they have fallen prey to this mass psychosis where they feel like because they because this particular conversation doesn't include them, that all of a sudden there's racism. And that because this black woman is succeeding and flourishing, that they are somehow missing out on something that they are entitled to. Girl. So, you know, they can continue to be mad. They will continue to be mad because I think this is just the tip of the iceberg because this particular campaign, it backfired spectacularly. And I just I am glad that, you know, this it didn't work. This whole trust pilot campaign was actually not just unsuccessful, but I think is going to end up having the opposite effect of what was intended, which is that, to your point, sold out. Okay. Uh, we're talking about it. This is something that Shit, I saw on TV, I want, but I never would have talked about I it. I low-key want her to scale this business into man. I will buy penis pads. Oh, okay. All right. So on that note. I the, would buy penis on pads. On the note white penis pads. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll move on. So the next topic. Um, there is something there. I'm telling you. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm I mean, her. think about it. Like, give it some real thought, and then, you know, we can brainstorm. Mm-hmm. Maybe that could be a product offering through. He, <laughs> he said, said, he he said, said penis wipes. <laughs> penis wipes. Listen. We have way too many female listeners. For that. It's fine, though. Um, so, another thing that actually, I won't say it went viral, but it was definitely it a created major. An, it, it created a, a big, and still is creating a big dialogue. A major conversation um, within the zeitgeist. Um, and this is um, n- yeah, words, Netflix's man. Love is Blind. Okay, let's level set. And it will set. take over you, your mind. You know I love the level set. So, I mean, Love is Blind. The only thing you love more than level setting is 
I don't even know. Okay, yeah. Let's leave that there. Um, Love is Blind is the latest reality series on Netflix. So um, the very succinct tweet-like description for the show is, and I quote, Nick and Vanessa Lachey host this social experiment, because that's the big thing where, you know, instead of them calling them reality series, they call them social experiments, where single men and women look for love and get engaged all before meeting in person. So essentially, these folks are in what they're referring to as pods, where they're just kind of like in this very small room, which is then um, sharing a wall with another small room where their potential suitor is on the other side of the wall. So they're only speaking to each other at first. They don't know what the person looks like. I'm assuming they give them some type of a bio because when you watch it, like they know how old the person is that they're talking to. Um, they, I know they don't tell them what race the people are, but like, obviously that can come up in conversation when they're getting to know each other. So <laughs> the kicker though, is that all this really is happening, at least the courting part of it in like a week. Mm-hmm. So and they get married within 30 days. So essentially what you want is a proposal. So in that week period, you're looking for your suitor to propose to you. Which obviously, in most cases, would be the man. And You're I don't expecting that the man is I don't understand to how the they just miraculously found a, a mate for each person. So I mean, so you and I kind of talked about that a little bit, where it's obvious that they kind of matched people up, like I don't based on certain interests and you know character traits. But um, once the proposal happens, the affianced cast members are then allowed to meet face to face. Before they're whisked off to Cancun, mm-hmm. where they have this kind of like prenuptial meeting of the minds. Yes. And then also, obviously, meeting of certain body parts. And that's where in shit went cases. down. Um, so this is where, uh, you know, let me, for the for what, the one thing that actually kind of irritates me about this show, before we get into what happened with the whole bisexual revelation and the fallout from that, is that... These people are mostly white, cisgender, physically fit, so there are no full figures. There's a smattering of black and brown faces and no LGBTQ folks with the exception of this one cast member who is Carlton Morton. Mm -hmm. So Carlton um, is by all accounts cisgender, but he's also black and bisexual. Well, I I think we we should... He never said he. Well, there were moments in the show where he never said he was bi. I'm just glad like, that you brought that up because, like me, because that's the one thing that I wrote in my notes is Ooh, that he never, loud, u- he actually never used that term. He did not. And what, and what we've seen so far, because we were Correct. only we're like about seventy percent into. We're the, like no, we're like seventy no. percent into the show. No, we're not that far. We're like oh, four okay. or five episodes in. It's like twelve episodes. Allegedly. Yeah. So we're not very far into it, but we got to the part that's the meat and potatoes of what we're going to talk about. And he actually didn't from what I remember, say say explicitly that I am bisexual. So in the beginning, he said people like me, my past, who I'm attracted to. I have like dated men and genders. both genders. So I think that then what happened is uh, he was labeled by not just the media, but also when you watch the episode um, that we're, we're referencing with Diamond, his, you know, fiance. Yes, Diamond She Jack. labeled him as yes. bisexual. And well, I mean, that's we've, all, we've all labeled him as but bisexual. But then that's when, that's when the discussion and then the, the, the heated discussion turned into 
an argument. But the but the problem is that so he proposes to her as you know this is what we've been waiting for. And he had not told her about actual his, kind of ridiculous. He show. had not told her about his dating of both genders. Right. And the thing is, we don't really know. You know, who knows how long these people are talking to each other? Who knows what you know the breadth of the conversations that they're having? Because it's reality. Because TV it's and reality. And TV. And it's called slice and dice. And it's been edited. To give you moment exactly so it's like we don't really know what the substance of their conversations were but what we do know is that he did not divulge to her before the proposal that he had dated men and women and to me i feel like he actually never he never even discussed previous relationships and why they but we but we don't know that that's what i'm I'm saying saying as a as a viewer we didn't see that right and that's what i'm saying so i'm like i you know to a certain extent we don't know what those conversations were but what we do know for sure is that that he never said he's been honest with with the audience that he did not actually speak to her about this um so (laughs) that leads us to cancun so first of all he was acting weird because that was stress. That because was stress. he was, and she could tell. And that was stress, and stress transfers with people. It turns into he was making all these jokes, and they felt a little stilted and kind of yes. like awkward. And she was just kind of like, "What's your problem?" Like, okay, I'm gonna go to the pool. He follows her to the pool. They then start to have this conversation mm-hmm. where he opens up to her and explains that he has in the past dated um, men and women. And he breaks down very dramatic fashion. He's crying. She's rubbing his back. But then ultimately she does say, I need time to think about this. Yeah. And well, I think also we want to mention that she says, do he said, I found the love of my life. And, you know, I really am. I'm loving uh, this and the other. And she's like, well, would you ever do you ever feel like do you ever think you'll have the need to date another another man? man? And Mm -hmm. he said, no, that's the misconception. Right. Is that I'm not I'm not attracted to what's below i'm attracted to the core of the human right and that you know i feel like i have found that what i've been looking for in you and it doesn't matter if you had a penis or you didn't right it mattered that i found what i thought i needed in my my spouse right in you so she then goes off and she takes her time to think about it, this. Yeah, and they slept in separate rooms. They did. She did not sleep in the room with him that night. Um, and then they come back together w- what appears like t- the next day. We yeah. don't really know, but it appears the next day they come back together. And from her confessional, because obviously this whole time they're confessionals and they're talking just mm-hmm. to the camera where they explain what happened and how they felt about it. It honestly, the way that it was edited, it seemed as if she had... Uh, misgivings to a certain degree with him because he didn't tell her earlier but that she wasn't like oh no this this won't work she was just kind of like oh i do feel like he should have told me and you know now i want to go and have a a more in-depth conversation with him about how i feel about how this is all unfolding so she goes meets him next to the pool again this it's daytime this time instead of night mm-hmm. and they start having this conversation and honey child when i tell you that the shit hit the fam by the end of this conversation it started very cordial was no longer the mat both their masks slipped mm-hmm. so essentially she's explaining to him how she feels about the fact that she felt deceived in my opinion he got extremely defensive well let's stop there for a minute so okay. i feel like let's talk about the deceiving part because yeah, i have it. opinions okay. so, so do I. let's just talk about that you know this is an experiment 
right. social experiment. A social yes. experiment mm-hmm. where a relationship is accelerated. It is not like Girl, normal relationships. Light speed, bitch. It is light not like speed. normal life. It is not. Um, so we cannot expect things to be normal. Okay? If they were to meet or, or start dating in the real world, mm-hmm. things could have shaped up a little differently, right? But I don't think they would have because I, I I don't necessarily. But think we that can agree that it, it could have. It could have. So in this case, I want to just level set there that they accelerated their relationship pretty quickly. He, you know, and what I want to say is, I, do I think he should have been forthright? Yes. But is it is it my job or is it my role in this this being the viewer to judge him or judge their relationship or say what he should have done without being him? No. I think at the end of the day, it's his journey. He clearly has some um, issues or has had issues in the past with people accepting him as being fluid. Uh, and that was a word he used, fluid. Um, and I don't think, do I think it was fair that he wasn't a hundred percent honest? No. Do I think that he told her on in his time before they were intimate, before they got married before? Yes, they were engaged, but bitch, y'all just met each other. So y'all really were, you might've been engaged, but you weren't, you weren't actually engaged. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, like you, you had a ring on your hand, but like you also have not been in the real world. You haven't like actually lived together. Like you, there was a lot of there were a lot of milestones. That they They're hundred percent engaged because she said yes. Yeah, but it was also the television. So I agree. I disagree. Um, I disagree with part of it. So I mean, this whole idea of we shouldn't judge. I mean, it's here nor there whether you think you should judge, but this is a TV show. Mm-hmm. So obviously, the people who are watching are going to judge. And obviously, the people who are watching are going to have opinions about what the people should or should not be doing. I mean, we're talking on, about a bitch. Not right. Based clearly. on a narrative. So um, this whole idea that it's not our job to say what he should or shouldn't have done. Not It's not our job, but obviously, we're going to do that. And what I'm in my opinion, what I'm saying is that. He should have told her. I am a firm believer in in you know this and any other number of situations. It's obviously situational, but that's really important, and that's really important to people. You you want to know to a certain degree who you, the person that is you know going to be, especially if it's going to be your future spouse. You're going to want to know their history to a certain degree, like not maybe not the nitty and gritty. But like these are conversations that will come up during a relationship, and I do agree with you but with I that, think because, that because privilege. because this is an accelerated situation where you can say, okay, well, we can't hold it to the same standard. It's also on TV; it's not even like a real life situation, so we shouldn't hold it to a standard of real life. But I think that in this case, he knew in yeah. his soul, he knew deep down that this could create an issue with her. And the other thing that I found odd. Was that he would say out of one side of his mouth, oh, well, other girls have not had a problem with this. It's wow. you. You are the one who have a problem. Okay, well, if other girls have not had a problem, why did you, why were you so apprehensive about telling her about I it? think that that all, to step back for a moment, I think that you saying, the, I think there's some privilege in your opinion because you are, you are, you have an identity that culturally, although not broadly accepted, more accepted um, than someone that is pansexual or bisexual mm-hmm. and that is also a male. 
Right. I think you coming out and saying that you're a gay man, people, you know, are okay with that. And yeah, they will but, accept that. Mm, but I came out quite a while ago. But I'm saying that it but wasn't being a gay man is, now. is much more accepted even back then than it was a bisexual man. Mm, see, so I don't, I think that. I being that I am gay and that I did have to come out and that I, I do have a, you know, pretty good idea of what that feels like when you're in your own head and psyching yourself out as to, Mm -hmm. it's not even so much a lot of times about how you feel about yourself. It's more about how you feel people are going to react to a situation. I actually wish I had come out a long time before I did. Mm -hmm. I feel like I wasted time. So I feel like I do have, even though I am not bisexual, I do have a level of insight into what's going on here where I can speak with more authority and say, you should have come out sooner. Yeah, but then that is privilege because it's like someone that I feel like being. But it's not privilege because I do feel like so in my opinion, a lie of omission, which is where you didn't exactly lie to someone. Mm -hmm. You You just left certain Mm -hmm. really important parts out can feel to other people like. It's just an out and out lie. And I think that's what what started to happen here where it was like she was really trying to explain to him. And that's the other thing where if she had come back. Do you think that she actually would would have? Do you, I, we will never know. Do you believe, though, in, in, in your in your judgment of the situation, do you think that she actually would have been able to get past it? I don't know. Because I actually read an article. Um, Men's Health had an article. His name is um zachary zane and he's a you just love to cut me off i just want to put that out there. but i, I it's up but go on oh bitch okay well, okay what does zachary it say actually it actually is what zachary part. says more important to what i'm thinking right now okay what then does think, zachary bitch, say? Think. no I, i've already lost my train of thought go on what, oh, did, you what know does what, zachary bitch? say better get back on the train because i'm uh, gonna kick I'm, you I'm, I'm, let me try to find my ticket go on <laughs> Okay. Okay. What does Zachary say? Well, Zachary said that there is why I keep saying that there's privilege in Uh your belief that he should have come out earlier, he should have told her earlier, is because there is a stigma associated with a a pansexual or a bisexual man that you do not have as a gay man. True. Once you say, Hey, I am a gay man and I like men, that's there is no stigma other than he is a gay man and we don't accept him for whatever or we accept him for whatever. There Zachary said and this is someone that he said he came out long um, after he should have. And he mm-hmm. said I, he's also had women, women that he has said um, that he was bisexual and that they immediately say, I don't fuck with dudes that suck dick. He's been called a faggot. He's he has been there's been rejection. That's his experience. But I think that why I'm bringing this up okay. is because I feel like there is there is this stigma uh, and okay. there is this feeling that is that that in this case. What's his name? I don't even know Carlton. his name. Carlton uh-huh. had to work, has to work through his identity. He does. Before That's he can true. actually share his identity confidently. Well, then maybe he shouldn't be pro- getting proposed or proposing or getting um, A check is a check, though. So he to, was trying to, to get that to coin. People, he was trying to get that coin. If he's got some shit that he needs to work out. And I think that what you're saying is perfect. And it's, it actually reinforces how I feel about the situation. Oh. Because I honestly feel like... The whole thing and the way that it actually played out had a lot more to do with how he feels and insecurity that he has about his bisexuality and how it will be perceived by other people, especially women, when he's interested in dating a woman, is what actually created the situation where it actually was blown way out of proportion of what it actually should have been. Because you get into the situation where she's coming to the table. It's internalized. It's internalized by phobia. No, it totally is. For him. Of course it is. 
that I think that we all play a role in, though. Right. But in this particular situation, what I'm saying is that for all intents and purposes, from what we saw, again, it's a reality show, social experiment, whatever you want to call it. It's editing. It seemed as if she was just kind of like, okay, I'm not going to say outright right now. No, this would never work. I want, but what I'm interested in is letting him know that I felt that I was deceived. I felt that he should have told me, and I agree with her. I agree but with he her. Did tell her? No, I I think he should have told terms. me before he proposed, because regardless of whether so they're you, actually going to get married, how long the the marriage is going girl. to last with this bullshit because girl. it's a TV show. He took that major step, and before he took that major step, I feel like he owed it to her to be honest about that. I feel like that. in that show, asking to get married is asking if you want to go with a red lobster <laughs> for all you can eat. Shrimp. That's neither here nor there. We're talking. So here's about. a question I have for you because <laughs> yes. I just feel like we got real down and heavy and heated. Would what if That's you what were single? Yes, good. If you were single mm-hmm. and you were dating a man mm-hmm. that told you he was bisexual, um, three, four, five dates in, would it be a deal breaker? No. So here's the thing for me. So even though the, my answer to that question is no, we're not talking about me. We're talking about Diamond. Mm-hmm. And well, this, I'm asking you, bitch, no, about no, you. Okay? No, but what I'm saying is that in this particular case, what really is the most important is in a in a in the framework and in the context of this particular situation, she wanted to be told. I also don't think she should have reacted the way she reacted. Okay, well, let's talk about what happened with the reaction. So then she popped off. Well, no, no. He, okay. No, he popped off. He I'm, popped he, off. I'm not, and I want to make sure clear. our listeners know. I do not clear. condone him calling out of his, her he name. He called her out of her name. He I called don't her, condone He said him. something to the effect of, that's why I don't deal with bitches like I don't you. Underst- I, don't, I don't condone. And she was like, into, oh, so now I'm a bitch? So now you're calling me a bitch? You know, a really powerful, aggressive um, negative conversation, it which again goes to how defensive he was about. But this I whole don't thing. agree. I don't agree with. I want to make sure it's very known yeah. how he treated her and what he said to her was not okay. Yeah, I also he think all of a sudden tried to make it seem oh, like she was some. I just want to let you know you cut me no, off. No, but okay. I am cutting you okay, off. Good. But I want to make sure it's equity. But just to be clear, he also tried to. Yeah. He also kind of implied <laughs> that she was a hood rat all of a sudden. And he he was a queen. Girls all like of a you. <laughs> and this is what I said when I what I meant when I said I that think both that, their masks slipped because she went hood an, and he went gay. The shade. Okay, I want to make sure I had time to. Talk oh about. yes, please continue. Okay, because <laughs> clearly you are passionate about a show that you said was trash. No, okay. I felt like it was going to be trash, but oh. this is where maybe they they're onto something when they say it's a social. I experiment. think that ultimately, at the end of the day. I think that this is an example that socially you have to meet people where they're at. And in this case, Diamond should have saw that. Um, what's his name? Carlton. Carlton. How can you remember her name but not his? Because she Diamond <laughs> Princess just mind your business. Okay. She is a dancer, by the way, but not that kind. Not that kind of dancer. Um, I think that you have to meet people where they are. And I think that she should have saw how he how he started to react and how how much of a heavy burden it was for him to even say to her that he he needed work and that he needed help at what point do you feel like she she went wrong and not meeting him where he was i think that as soon as as soon as they sat down in that pool and their feet was in there during the day during the day right before they popped off Mm -hmm. i think that she should have saw that he already was coming with her coming to her incorrectly mm-hmm. she should have not gotten up started quoting beyonce like that to me i felt like was very petty i felt like mm-hmm. it turned into something don't that hurt didn't yourself to be. those are the lyrics that she started i feel like it didn't need to be that she could have just been like you know what i i, I want to 
you know, I, I want to thank you for being honest with me, even though it was not on the timeline in which I wanted. Here is your ring. I do not think that we should move forward in this engagement. And I'm going to um, I'm going to exit. But this was after he called her out of her name. And at that point, she should have just met him. With, you know, what? and then she stood up. She splashed him with water. And then he started talking about her wig and how her wig had been slipping since day one. I mean, full I'm disclosure, the wig was a, was also a distraction for me. Very early on, I I had some trouble with not looking at And also, at that. shout out to Netflix for being rude because you want to shout them out because they were being absolutely rude and recording all of the women. Their makeup, the lighting was bad. It really the, was. The, how you going to have $5 and not give them $2 it, it for makeup really, and beauty? No, no, like $3 for hair and makeup. But, but you know so, so it's interesting because it sounds to me like you have notes for Diamond and I have notes for Carlton. So you said the notes for Diamond are she should have met him where he was? Yeah, and I think the notes for... Mm-hmm. I have notes for both of them. Oh, you I have notes that, for both of them. Okay. I think that um, Carlton should not have been on this fucking show because he is emotionally <laughs> not ready to be available for anyone. Okay, thank you. Point black period. Okay. No comma, no f- well, comma, I'm glad no that nothing. you added that because I, I agree. think that... I don't think he was ready for what this show was looking for. Right. Also, this show is trash. And they also only added him because he is, yes. um, you know, LGBT. And they got what they needed. Q- they got the I buzz. Bitches was around. Mm-hmm. Bitches retweeted. What I think that this needs to be is there needs to be an honest self. There needs to be honest. Everyone that's listening today, everyone that had comes in contact with someone throughout the day, this is a conversation you need to have with them and with yourself is how accepting am I actually? If I was Diamond or if I was, if I was Diamond, would I accept? But my thing is you are jumping to this idea that she was not accepting and I don't feel like we can make that judgment based I'm on what I'm not saying that. Saw. I'm not just saying that. The question is, would you accept? Oh, not okay. That she not would, that didn't. she didn't. Yes. Okay. Okay. I thought so like I think that, that it's, it's the creating that, that conversation. Didn't. And yeah. I think it's healthy dialogue that if he was a woman saying that he was bisexual, she, he, the privilege in that is he could have been in the pod saying, I like women and I like men. And he, the guy would have been like, oh, okay, I kissed a girl and I liked it. I'm good with it. But like, I feel, fine. but I almost feel like it would have been a better quote unquote social experiment if we had him tell every woman that he was talking to, which I don't remember him talking to any other women, probably the, the black ones. woman, um, which is also I, thinking about the way this all unfolded. I have other issues with this particular show. It, it's it, so far in the first like four episodes, I think, or five episodes we're in. Um, not great. Um, but um, again, it, it definitely touched oh, this a whole nerve. This episode cannot be about them, though. No, but so this is, Im- to- but this is extra. This is important. I mean, it's our show. We can be about whatever we want it to be about. Um, so, I mean, I, uh, and I, oh, okay. it would have been more interesting to me if he had told everybody up front and then for everybody to just be like, you know, even if they had been like, I cannot ever date a man who is bisexual because then we'd be having a different conversation wow. rather than this whole idea of him popping off, her popping off. I only had notes for him because I have to say, based on the way that it was edited to me, diamond was coming more from a place of, okay, I'm hurt because he, I feel deceived, but I also want to at least, and maybe it wasn't genuine. We will never know. I want to to come from a place of compassion. I just don't with know him. how much love you can be with somebody after seven days, bitch. <laughs> that's I why I don't. I, I don't I either. Don't, but that is. I also don't sit here a, and be like, "Oh, she can be upset because it's like seven days, bitch. Seven days. <laughs> seven days. And y'all wasn't even living in the same um, hotel room. That is a separate conversation. Girl, Felicia called and she said goodbye. <laughs> I have, um, okay. My three notes for Carlton are okay, one alive. Mission still often feels like an actual lie. Two, 
You should have. T- you should not. You had to because you don't have to do. You can Maybe do you what you want. Say should, okay. No, he should. Have. No, he should. No, he should. In my opinion, he had the opportunity to tell her. He should have taken. No, beyond that, he should have taken accountability for omitting an important part of his history, which is why she felt deceived. And third, he should have told her about her wig in private. And I think I have my notes for Netflix. Mm-hmm. I need you to have thick bitches. I think you need yes. to have husky men. You need to have. I think you need to have LGBT. trans trans women. Yeah. I mean, need, uh, you should, not need. You uh, should. No, you need. In order for this to actually be a social experiment, I want to see if a trans woman was on there and she met a guy and then she ex- just disclosed that she Oh, was there'll trans. be a season two. So I'm, you know what, Love is Blind. You know there will be a season two. There will definitely and be a season two. speaking of Love is Blind, <laughs> we're going to move on to the next topic and I'm yes. going to move on to <laughs> Katy Perry and her recent announcement of her being pregnant with child by Orlando Bloom, not Orlando. What's the one I, that I always confuse him with? Oh, Orlando Brown. Yes. <laughs> Definitely different. So Orlando's. she announced via this um, video. Um, never worn white. Never, wor- never, wor- never been white. Never worn white. Bitch. Never worn she white. She knows that she's white. Um, yeah. And she was wearing said um, garden uh, outfits where and and exposing her stomach and a gown that looks like a wedding gown giving a la beyonce moments Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. announcing said pregnancy of with child and apparently this was met with friction um with the internet positive and and negative um people are excited she is engaged to orlando uh, it sounds like from an interview that she did recently that, you know, this was the longest secret she ever had to take do and that she wanted to like she was trying to figure out when to announce because obviously she's, she's taping American Idol and she's not going to be able to hide it much longer. And this is not the first single from an album, but she thought it would be perfect as an announcement and that the, there has been there. She announced also that there's friction in her relationship with Orlando, but positively because he makes her. Helps is helping her become the best version of herself. Mm-hmm, okay. Girl, I just know that I don't care about you having kids. I didn't care about you releasing new music, and I don't care about you wearing motherfucking Michaels all over your outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, like you went to motherfucking Joanne Fabrics and Michaels and made a, a little flower outfit. I don't I, care. I mean, so... in Caucasian baby news. I hadn't even heard this had happened. To be perfectly honest, you had to tell me that this happened, which... I'm like, I, feel, I saw it on Twitter, bitch. I feel like I'm pretty, you know, I've got my finger on a pulse, but like I had no idea. Um, but then when I went to to research this, I saw the video that she posted on, on Instagram. Oh, okay. She was chewing food like in such an obnoxious manner that I was just like, OK, I can't even watch this because like were you raised by wolves which sidebar that raised by wolves commercial was like the commercial on youtube that preceded the video when i watched Mm-mm. it so i was just kind of like i mean is somebody trolling her they do that shit on purpose probably because she really was like i don't even know what she was eating but she was chewing it so loudly and that is a pet peeve of mine but mm. she just kind of said that, like, i know how to make you irritated she said girl you know a lot of ways of making me irritated Ooh. um she said that a lot will be happening this summer she'll be giving birth um and then you know i guess her album is gonna come out who knows i think it's funny that she you know took the time to say that this is oh let me let me be clear this is not the first single i mean i hope not bitch it's a ballad you don't even do ballads um but we don't even know her i appreciated the like two 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 out of the three songs that she's put out between projects i have not um which i thought that she had an album that was gonna come out 
but then it didn't come out. Apparently, she's not dropping albums. She's dropping babies. But maybe that's why the album didn't come out, because she was like, oh, shit, I'm pregnant, but then let me put this music out so like I have something to tide the fans over. I mean, good luck to them. Great. I mean, I, I don't... I'm not a huge Katy Perry fan, but again, since I like the other two songs she put out, I'll be on the lookout for the album. I won't. Um, At least some Orlando will. Bloom's hot. You know? Just like just like the video of her fainting on American Idol set because of a gas leak. Oh, That's just as much of a press push, okay. just like this video of her wearing Joanne fabrics. I mean, I'm more excited by Orlando Bloom's naked pictures that you can Google online anytime you want to So then them. I think it's time to take a break because <laughs> I don't give a fuck about this story because it's clearly... Or Orlando Bloom's news. Shoes sure don't. <laughs> we will be back. All right. Most of us would agree that the Battle of the Bulge can be a real bitch. So we've decided to partner with HitLab right here in West Seattle. That's high intensity interval training. It's the workout you've been looking for in a great location with a community feel and warmth some of the fruit inspired chains simply cannot offer. And if you're wondering where to find them, just find them on the internet at hitlab.com. That's H-I-I-T lablab.com and if you're here in seattle guess what we got you an offer that is seven dollars for one week that's one dollar a day for unlimited classes for you new users that sounds like an awesome deal so we'd love to see you there so we're not the only one sweating out our blowouts in the interest of health and wellness (laughs) now let's get back into the show Bitch, we are back. Oh, my God. That was a long-ass conversation about bisexuality. <laughs> but the question wasn't really about bisexuality, if you if you really were listening. Oh, okay. Well, I wasn't because I was talking. <laughs> so, we're back. What's the next topic, bitch? It was about transparency and... That's lies the next topic. Oh my god, yes. And, and lots of other things, <laughs> but together, not really okay? about bisexuality. Okay, bitch, tell us. <laughs> All right. So the next story is one that um I think millennials will really um identify with, which is Disney in their um, you know, new retelling of the Mulan story. They've actually decided to drop one of the main characters, Lee Shang, from this remake in light of the Me Too movement. So, um, to be clear, the reasoning behind this is because Lee Shang, for anyone who doesn't know, he is the superior officer in um, the army that Mulan is in in the animated film Mm -hmm. and the love interest of Mulan where... Li Shang actually begins to have feelings with uh, feelings for um, Mulan while she is playing a boy. And then in spite of the fact that he is a superior officer. So mm-hmm. the while she's pretending to be a boy part is apparently not an issue for Disney. Let's be clear about that. But the power dynamic mm-hmm. between a superior officer and, you know, basically, you know, a, a, a um, soldier in an army is what is the problem the and why they've decided to actually split that particular character into two characters. So now she will have a um, superior officer who is mm-hmm. separate from the Someone love interest, her, like, which is actually another um, you know, soldier in the military. So, I mean, what do you think about this? Because I think that this, well, is- you know what here, I'm going to start with this. Okay. I was never really here from Milan. Milan was not my favorite. Me either. Um, I probably saw. But my little sisters loved it. I probably never even saw the whole movie full through. So 
I think that um, here you go eating another Oreo, bitch. Eating another Oreo. So I would say that should have been my love it this week. The peanut butter pie Oreos. They are mm-hmm. so fucking good. Okay, go on. Milan was never my favorite. I don't need this to be a live action. I didn't even need it to be an animation. Um, low and key. I, I enjoy that. Low they and des- key. Uh huh. <laughs> I enjoy that they have decided to celebrate Asian culture and having the animated and also the live action mm. and it being played and it being the cast being um, casted by Asian Americans or Asian actors and actresses. I didn't look into that. Are they doing that kind of like the way that they did the Lion King? I think so. Okay. How what I I mean I just am going off of like what I saw in the in the ad. Oh, okay. I'm not gonna see this. I don't care. You know what I think what's stupid is that they <laughs> should have just held the story as a story. Like there are things in other if you if you really watch as an adult, if you go back and you watch any Disney movie from back in the day, there are things that are not culturally appropriate, mm-hmm. uh politically correct that mm-hmm. happen often. Okay. Do I think they should have edited this? No. Okay. I think it was it was the story that was told by Walt Disney at that time and we should just hold it and we should and then well, it should Well, not have, Walt, I think he was dead. But I mean what I'm you saying mean the company. Yeah. is that it should be if anything it should be a part of the discussion mm-hmm. around the film during the press junkets. It's like, you know, we did this and this is what it was and it reminded us about what was what was what was not what was what was I just think it it kind of it changes the story, and also I don't like the idea that they also edited Eddie Murphy's part out. Um, Mushu like, the dragon, yeah. And Mushu, which I believe is like a, a an Asian dish on like Chinese American restaurant. And menus. he played a dragon. Uh-huh. I just think it, like you know. So you think they should have left Mushu in? If you're gonna have lines in these streets talking, okay. And you gonna have a lo- you have you gonna have a mermaid in these streets falling in love with a man on the ground, <laughs> like why would you not have a, a um why would you not falling have- in love with a man on the ground? Yeah, why would you not have and you gonna have you gonna have flounder talking to her, fish don't talk, just like I said a few episodes back, birds don't kneel. Like at the end of the day, like why? So it's I love this because yet again we're disagreeing. Um, and my stance on this would be, why wouldn't you change it? My thing is, I look at it this way in 1990, whatever, when this movie came out, because I believe it was in the nineties, um, things were what they were, uh, ideas, popular ideas of power dynamics at that time were what they were, but we're not in that time anymore. We're in 20, we're in 2018, 2019, 2020, where, I do not have a problem with a fantasy. And let's be clear, this is fantasy. This is something that maybe somehow is based in history very loosely, but largely is a fantasy film that's being created where the artists who are involved in that can take creative license. And if they feel like there was something in that original that doesn't hold up and it is mm-hmm. outdated, why wouldn't they change it? If they're, if looking into the history, you say this power dynamic was really fucked up. Like, you know, there's no way this, you know, commanding officer and this soldier should be involved in this type of a relationship, you know, because of me too, or because of whatever, because we know better now, why wouldn't you change it? So I say kudos to Disney for updating this. But it doesn't have to be historically accurate. If, if we're talking about a historical piece, then I would say, yes, it was the time. That's the way it happened. 
then let's, you know, portray it the way that it actually happened for historical reasons. But in the realm of fantasy, I feel like, no, we should update it for the times. Well, they could also just make that bitch be a bitch. And, um, Wait, what? They should, she, make, they should make that bitch be a bitch? Uh-huh, I don't know and, what that means. Please army. elaborate. Why she got to be a man? Because right that, now. Because that's a huge part of the story. <laughs> okay. Well, a huge part of the story was she felt that no, he fell in love with her. No, that wasn't a huge part of the story. It was big enough for them to edit, bitch. <laughs> so, again, I say kudos. It makes sense to me. You clearly are not here for it. Not that you were going to see the movie anyway. Um, but I also want to be clear that as far as Me Too and the movement is concerned, I do actually see both sides of it to a certain extent because I do get this whole notion of there needing to be a level of nuance involved in Me Too not where not every yeah, not every like issue of harassment is, you know, considered to be equal, especially when we're talking about real people in real life and in the real okay. world. But in this case, for this fantasy, you know, piece of fiction that we're talking about, I'm actually here for them making the changes. And on top of that, let's just hope that the film is actually good, even though you um, won't be seeing it. And I, won't. I I may see it in like two years. When and it's on I Netflix. also read that they're delaying or on the Disney release. Plus, not Netflix. They're delaying delaying the lease release in Asian countries because of COVID. COVID. Of course, everything's so, being Milan pushed back. Girl, who is that girl I see standing looking back at me? I turn to you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that that Lee Shang character was like a LGBTQIA no, plus icon? I just thought he knew she was a woman. He was trying to he get down. He didn't. No, down. at first he doesn't know. I don't. I didn't watch that movie. I'm sorry <laughs> to that movie. I didn't watch that movie. <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> with only the reason why I know that movie is Sangalera. She had the high E above oh, the yes. and she's like, reflection. It's reflection, reflection, bitch. And that was her little moment where she had it a little moment. moment. Mm-hmm. That was when, like, oh, this bitch she, can really And sing. that's when she had real thin hair, bitch. <laughs> it was like she needed to track. I'm sure her hair is still really thin under all of the things that they add to oh. it. Um, but <laughs> it was fine hair. The bitch. new character that they've added, just to be clear, the new soldier. That's on her he same fall level. That falls in, man. He also falls in love with her when she's a man. So that'll be interesting to see how they play that. I don't that. care about that. Maybe he's bisexual. Uh, who knows? He's just going to love his blind. <laughs> as long as they're being honest about what's happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although Mulan's not being honest. Exactly. Okay, so. never mind. I digress. <laughs> All right. So the last story this week in Unfiltered and Unbothered is the baby. So I, I still don't know this man. I mean, I know this man's lips because, you know, I have a thing for lips. I didn't know I had a thing for lips until actually pretty That's recently. That's interesting, but go ahead. Um, it's fine. Um, it's uh, but really awkward. <laughs> it's, I don't think it's awkward at all. Um, but yeah, so the baby, lips. he mm. keeps finding himself in these um, positions that I can only describe as being precarious they're, okay they're very so there's a video circulating that i believe was released today or maybe yesterday where what you see is the baby making his way through a crowd in a club it seems like it's a club mm-hmm. and it appears that he's walking ahead of his security just like out on the open in this club and everyone's reacting because they know that he's there and then this person who i think is wearing a hoodie Comes up to him. They have a phone. You can see the light from the phone. And then I'm not sure if they hit him in the face with their phone. They just get too close. Or they just get the phone really close to his face. And then he turns around and he slaps the fucking shit out of this person. Like when I tell you hit the person so hard that like I felt it. Like Mm -hmm. that is the way that it it reads in the video where I was like, 
oh my, like that seemed like such a visceral and violent reaction to what just happened. And then he keeps walking through the club. People in the audience kind of, in the the crowd, kind of react to it like, whoa, like what the hell's going on? Yeah. Okay. So first it's reported that this happens and then the baby releases a video where he's completely unapologetic, Mm -hmm. which I watched that and it was very short and I don't remember what he said, but who cares? It was unapologetic. Um, and then you probably it, hypnotized by his lips. And then it is In a trance. It is revealed that the person who was slapped and assaulted basically was a woman. And then and this is the same person that had gotten. Didn't he get an issue? He got into a fight with someone the in the hotel. He's been kid. involved in multiple altercations with people since he's come to you know be famous. Um, so. He it then is revealed that this is a woman who was assaulted, and then um, the baby obviously is because his public his publicist I'm sure is like damage control. You need to fix this. He comes out with this kind of incongruent, weird video apology where he apologizes but then he also puts all of the responsibility or most of it like 90 percent of the responsibility on the woman because she hit him in the face he keeps saying she hit him in the face with with her phone he didn't know that it was a woman he would have reacted whether it was a man or a woman which is like okay so you think that it's okay for you to hit a woman even if she just put her phone in your face. So it's like, it was this whole thing where he was like, I'm sorry. I apologize. He never said, I'm sorry. I apologize for this. Mm. I apologize for that. Mm. Um, And he's like, so yeah, my security, I don't like for them to be pushing people out of the way. I feel that's disrespectful. So then this person should have also respected me mm. and not disrespected me by putting a phone in my face. He says at one point, oh girl, yeah, you could get flued out. It's fine. Like I need to figure out who you are, though. Flued out. I thought you meant like the flu, bitch. No, I was like flued that out. That was a very popular term like six months ago. Um, get flued out. You can look it up. It's fine. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, um, I, you could get flued out, but you know, like oh, I need no. to figure. I need to make sure that it's really you. I have a tons of ton of people hitting me up saying that they're you, but I don't think that is. How am I supposed to know that it was you? I was like, well, bitch, she has it on her phone. Like, she has she has the video on her phone. So like, she well, can first and foremost, that is her. And I'm like, so for me, I'm like. You're not sorry. First and foremost. You're not. He is not sorry. Security <laughs> is to do what? Security. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I agree. So if you why are you hire, walking through the club that way? Why are you? You're yeah. not security for security. <laughs> well, what are you paying them for? Okay. You paying them to be your entourage? Because if they're following you, then especially in a club, then then yeah. If you see other celebrities, security leads. And they, it's their job to secure the situation for the said celebrity, okay? Their job is not to pull up and pop bottles, which it sounds like that's what they were doing at, at said club. <laughs> you don't know that. The <laughs> baby needs to realize that he is no longer the baby from the streets. He is the baby from the, the hits, okay? That people mm-hmm. are listening to him. They want to see him. They want to know him. They want to be a part of his fame. So at the end of the day, I have no, I have zero empathy for him. And I hope that she I sues agree. him. I, I hope too. that he gets in trouble because I don't care if it was a she, he, them, whatever, whoever and whatever this person identifies as, he should never have put their hand, his hands on them because all they were doing is what a fan does, takes video. And especially to your point, if you're putting yourself in a situation where you are out amongst the people 
with your security behind you and not like not actually your entourage. like your security one of their main jobs is to now secure that you're the famous it's to secure the perimeter so they should be securing a space around you that is safe for you to navigate in without you coming into close contact see- with overzealous fans because let's be clear this fan okay. was a little overzealous okay does he see julius go behind um beyonce no, girl okay thank you exactly thank you so it's like it doesn't make any sense to me why I think that he's one of these celebrities where maybe he's thinking like, oh, I can still navigate like I did no. before when I wasn't famous. And that isn't You can't navigate true. these streets dripping as a designer, having grills. And when they say the baby's in the club yeah, and like, you come walking through the club, someone is going to probably get in your good face. Good luck, girl. And my thing is, um, he's always caught up. Well, not always, but often it's caught up in foolishness. Fault. He always blames the other person because, uh, again, it seems like he's still out here trying to live a regular life, even though you signed up for fame and fortune. And my thing is, at what point do you look inward again? It's a theme. This episode. Oh, you love a good inward reflection. Do you look inward reflection and start to rethink the way you're moving through the world as now a very like big, larger than life you know, celebrity. At least a C-list celebrity. No, he's big enough. He's, I mean, he's not he's making music that is very, big. very popular. And it's like you cannot act the way that you did before you became famous. So the baby, our message to you is but stop please, acting like a child. Yes, be a man. I know your name is the baby. Not but a we man. need you. Be an adult. We need you to be a man, and we need you an to act your age. No, he is. I'm pretty sure he's cisgender, so we can say man. So he needs to just be out okay. in these streets the way that we would expect a man to be and not a child because this is looking foolish and at some point is going to take a toll on you if not. And your um, checks. Exactly. If not as far as your stature is concerned, um, at least as financial because that would be my thing. If I was her, I'd be like, you know what? I'm not, I don't want to be flued out. You know, you can, you can fly out my, my attorney. My attorney. Okay. Exactly. You're welcome. <laughs> and you're welcome. So, and I would have took pictures of my face that was hit, bitch. I would have went right to the bathroom. Take a video, bitch. Yeah, she has to have marks on her face. Well, that, my friends, is unfiltered unbothered. We are going to slide right into shuffle and repeat our music segment. And the first is me. So there is an album that was released. I was seeing being posted on all of these R&B accounts that I follow. And I was like, oh, let me give it a listen. And the artist's name is Ant. Clemens. So Ant Clemens is from New Jersey. He moved to LA in early 2017 to really build his network. And he met um, Ryan Toby, who was a former member of City High and is also a songwriter. Um, and he's written for Usher, um, to name just name one. But Toby's introduced him to various people. One of those people being um, Kanye West. Uh, and, uh, actually, I'm sorry. He introduced him to someone, uh, it was, um, oh my gosh, what is his name, bitch? I don't even remember, bitch, but Mm. he introduced him to, um, basically he met Kanye West and he started working with Kanye on his, the bipolar album. Um, and then the bipolar album that he wrote. Is that what it's called? The bipolar album? I want to think it says something about bipolar. (laughs) Um, but then he also worked on, um, Yandi. Is that what it's called? Yandi? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That leaked and never came out. Yeah, never and then came he out. worked on, um, the, his gospel album. Okay. Um, but long and short, his album came out 
and his album is called Happy to Be Here. Um, and it, you know, I would say he, he has writing credits beyond Kanye. He wrote for Camila Cabela. He's written for, written for Beyonce and Jay-Z. He, um, he's definitely like in these streets writing. He wrote for Luke James. Like he is a really st- solid writer. This album, this EP was his introduction, if you will, to him as an artist. I think that it was an, a solid introduction of him without being associated to another artist. I don't think it gave me enough indication of who he is as an artist Mm -hmm. because it sounded like other artists that he's worked with or that are being played on the radio. Mm -hmm. There were often times, right, that I don't know if when you heard it, you felt this way, but I felt like I could hear Kanye doing this song. I could hear the one song, the album starts with, uh, mama, I made it. And it reminded me of something Kanye would have done about his mom. Right. Um, then it was, and then he worked with Timbaland on four letter word um, or yeah, on four letter word. Um, and then I, I really enjoyed the production with Timbaland because I feel like it was different for Timbo, but I also feel that this EP in general, although it was an easy listen, it, it left me with a lot of questions of who he is as an artist. Did you like it? I mean, so I will have to sit with this one. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, when we or when I listen to things for the pod, I find that, you know, on the first or even maybe second listen, I'm like, oh, I still don't really know how I feel about this. I mean, Mama, I made it. I thought was cute because he literally in the lyrics is, is talking about how. Um, he felt when he first hurt, you know, mm-hmm. started to do big things in the industry mm-hmm. and like, you know, how he wanted to just like share that with his mother. So like, I thought that that was cute, but I would say that I agree with you in that a lot of what I heard on this particular um, release just sounds like stuff that I could hear other people doing and maybe have heard other people do before. Um, but yeah, so th- I I'm definitely going to sit with this a little longer. I'm gonna listen to it some more and see what I really feel about it. Um, hopefully by the time he gets to like actually releasing an album, which hopefully that does happen for yes, him, he'll have a much clearer um, identity. And then I was like, maybe his. Maybe this is who he is. And, Maybe. And Kanye just took it. Maybe. That's just like um, Victoria Monet. Mm-hmm. So that should have been my love it this week. Victoria moment. Monet had a, she had a fucking moment. And that's the song. <laughs> Which that's a nasty song that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Um, where she did Kimmel. Yeah. Um, and when I tell you that she killed it, she killed it. Okay, but what, getting back to my point, what I'm saying is that I feel like maybe that's the same kind of thing with this new um, Ariana Grande sound, mm-hmm. where maybe that's actually Victoria Monet sound. Mm-hmm. And because she works so much with Ariana Grande, it's become Ariana Grande sound. Uh-huh. When Because let's be clear about what happens in this industry. When we have demos, you know, when a demo is recorded, and in Victoria Monet's case, I would assume that a lot of what she does is probably demo records that mm-hmm. she records. And, and that's then what it gets, Ant was doing for right, Kanye. And that's what happens. Just using his on on the album that that Yandi that um that leaked 
there were songs that he actually did a demo and right. Kanye just used them. And so for anyone who doesn't know, a demo is basically like a demonstration track where the producer or writer, whoever, you know, they put it all together as a song. They want the artist to do it. This gets sent to the artist to listen to as a reference. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if the artist actually chooses it, then the artist goes in and re-records it. And many writers that actually are talent, like there are writers that like don't Sia. sing. Yeah. Um, that just write. And right. there are artists that are actually sing like a Sia, like mm-hmm. an Ashanti. Right. Like they started off as writers and they would record demos and then it gets to like the J-Lo's, the right. Shakira. And then the, the artist gets to decide world. from that demo whether they want to yes. do it or whether they want to pass so on it. I think it. that's a good solid point that maybe he, maybe he has given this sound, yeah. quote. Maybe to, it is his sound. Mm-hmm, and yeah. maybe that's what and that was your point, which is a good, it's a valid yeah. point where yeah. it's like, maybe that is him. And it's like, so we're thinking, oh, well, you sound like so-and-so, but really it's like, no, so-and-so sound. sounds like him. So mm-hmm. again, I just off the strength of this release, because it's clear that he is extremely talented. I'll be looking forward to um, future releases from him. He's from Jersey and he lived in Philly for a bit too. Oh, so. I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. Oh, he looked like your type too. That's cute. Um, so we'll move on then you to told our listeners. You have a fascinating, I, I mean, I do. I was just being honest. Can you be honest? That, um, I mean, I don't know if he was my type. I have to okay. look. Yeah. Look again. Um, so <laughs> as if it's important, <laughs> moving on to three chicks that are my type, the Dixie chicks. So full disclosure, I'm a Stan. Okay. Um, and their new single, which is the lead single from their album that's going to be coming out this year, it's called Gaslighter. Um, and even though there are some questions about whether they're using the term correctly within the context of the story that they're being told, that they're telling in the lyrics, um, and this is kind of like similar to, if you remember when Alanis Morissette came out with the song Ironic yes. and there were lots of questions about whether any of those scenarios were actually ironic. There are some questions about whether what is being described in these lyrics is gaslighting or if it's just like an asshole husband. Um, but I still love the song and I I, an, another critique that I have of the song is that it's not necessarily what I would expect from the Dixie Chicks no, for a, a lead single, single off of an single. album. I mean, I think it's a lead. I think it's their lead single. I don't think they do bus tracks. They've never done a bus track before. Well, honey, it's been 14 years. I feel like bus tracks is more of like a, a R&B thing. It's been and 14 like, years <laughs> since they released anything. So they need to buzz. Something, it could be. Bitch. It could be a bus track. I don't know. Maybe. I just wanted to know, listening to the song. Mm-hmm. What is about this boat that they're talking about? I don't know what you're talking Cause about. Because one of the lyrics, is she what? says something about a boat. What did she say like, about a boat? I don't even have it in front of me. I don't oh think, my God. Well, bitch. then why'd you bring it up if you don't have it in front of you? Oh, wait, she's, oh, here it goes. Okay. With the lyrics okay, at sight. Because, boy, you know exactly what you did on my boat. And boy, that's exactly why you ain't coming home. I said, "Bitch, what are uh, you doing?" Well, I mean, it's boat? obvious he was cheating on the boat. So I read this. You know, person. so Ad, you know Adrian Pazdar. Well, I think we've talked about this before. Adrian Pazdar is Natalie Maine. She's the lead uh-huh. singer. His, this her is her. Ex. Her. I don't know if they're. Did they actually divorce? Uh huh. This did. is her ex husband. He asked her for all this money. He was cheating on her. And He's he also an actor. asked her. So. I went down a whole rabbit hole and oh, read a Lord. whole little okay. co-op little situation. Okay. I guess that's what we call it. Co-op and someone right. I don't know, bitch. Uh, op, a co-op. Op-ed. Bitch, op-ed, bitch. Some writer uh, wrote. Not a some, co-op. Bitch. <laughs> well, he, this, this writer wrote about the boat and apparently they owned a boat that was named after her. And Natalie. Uh-huh. And he, that's where she found out he was cheating. And allegedly. Wow. And then 
during the they had a prenup that was just you know tight and right yeah right? She, oh and, but okay? he contested it he contested this clause about yeah. confidentiality because he said he didn't want he wanted the rights to hear the music because he didn't want the music to be about him wow so he lost that clearly of course he did and this right here, this song right here, you know, I've never been a Dixie Chicks like, oh my gosh, girl, I need to go front row and dip it low and bring it up slow. Like, that's never been my it's ministry. It's not that kind of music, bitch. It's not that my, that's not my ministry. I don't but like But you will go hocks. with me. You'll go with uh, me. And I'm not here. And you have gone with me. I have. Okay, thank you. And you'll continue to go with me. Okay, thank you. Okay. <laughs> Their resurgence to the music industry just reminds us of how far we've gone where artists can be more vocal about their distrust or dislike for the administration. Because if you remember, 14 years ago, they was like, fuck Bush. Mm-hmm. Bush is trash. And they were emba- They said they were embarrassed by Bush while they were performing overseas in London. And look. And they created a backlash and a blacklisting for them with country radio. And look. Yeah. Yeah, no. Look. and But that's what I thought. I thought the song was going to be about the administration. But then when I listened to it, I was like, oh, this isn't even about Trump. This is actually about her husband, which I thought was kind of interesting. I do expect that there will be definitely oh, some political. political references mm-hmm. on this album. When we saw them on tour, on their last tour, um, they actually had a lot of political imagery that they had in their tour. And the show was amazing. Mm-hmm. But... Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what? We'll take that offline. But it again, it's surprising to me because Jack Atenoff of um, Bleachers and Fun Fame is actually involved in this particular album. And I think he's a producer on this particular song. So it's just not what I was expecting. But I'm super excited for the album. And I can't wait for the tour announcement. I mean, I can probably wait. But, I, you know, I okay. don't hate yeah. it. Uh-huh. Getting on to the next song. So the next song <laughs> is a fan favorite of, of, of the show. We love Demi Lovato. Demi yes. Lovato has I had to out. introduce you to Demi Lovato. You you know what? You can have that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. I knew that bitch from... You, you know, knew her. But I, I had to let you know that she was great. she was on Disney, okay? Yes. I did not know her from Disney, but... I knew her from Disney. Yes. <laughs> so I knew that bitch. <laughs> but you didn't know she was great. I okay. didn't know that go bitch. On, I was on that yes. Patti LaBelle tease. Yes. Patti LaBelle said she's one of the greatest singers. So she came out <laughs> of um, hiding. Um, hiding? Well, and recovering. No, don't say um, that. At the Grammys where she sang a song. Um, and now this is... Which actually was just more reintroduction to her. and That um, was a buzz track. Uh, and then here we are, and she released "I Love Me," which "I Love Me" is basically her her pop her re, her revisiting of pop R and B. Um, you know, and R and B will always be in her voice, so will always be in the music. It's kind of like a Christina Aguilera, where like they're pop artists, but they have soul influences. So there, you know, always will be something like sonically, you always sound a little bit more soulful mm-hmm. than like a Dua Lipa who mm-hmm. sounds like no, a no, pop. don't say that. Dua Lipa has some heft and soul. I to don't. Her voice. She don't have soul. She got old to the point where bitch. you think she was a man when you heard. Well, the song I heard that, that song this singing. week. I said, but, you but, said it's, a but duet. it's fine. But and then it's fine. the way he sounded, duet. He said, I put my legs on the. Oh, he said, I put legs on, a legs on a dashboard. Wait, That's why are we said. not reviewing that song this week? We'll review we it next week. To. It's we fine. Getting to. back to Demi. So Demi Lovato's song, <laughs> I Love Me. Well, first of all, she was on Ellen DeGeneres. And what I have to honor is that through each piece of her story, which this bitch is not even 30 yet, through each piece of her story, she's been very open and honest about yeah. The journey she's on. Super transparent. Uh, very transparent. And the, if you've not seen her interview with Ellen, 
um, this past week. You should watch it on YouTube. It's actually really refreshing. Yeah. Um, to have a celebrity at her at, at her status be so open and honest and not um, really hide anything. Uh, but this song is really about loving yourself and loving the journey you've been on. Did you watch the video, Ray? I did not. I only saw clips of it where, like, she's literally fighting herself, which I was like, that is really clever. So the video is really, I watched it and I felt like, you know, I've been, I got all the videos. Yes. You had all the time again this week to watch videos. (laughs) Boom, 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 bitch, because I was on time. (laughs) I had all the time and I was on time. Well, then Movado said, bitch, me too. And she decided to, you know, reference very important parts of her, of her life, um, milestones in order to like tell the story of loving herself. So if you watch the video, there's a woman that has two children, which obviously her mother has two children and the both children are like trying to become like, you know, be moments. Then there is a moment where she walks by a band that she's singing a woman, a girl that looks like her is singing. And that was actually in reference to her being in, um, what's the fuck that called? It was like, um, with the Jonas Brothers. Oh, wait. Didn't she have like a band at one point? Yeah. It was called like, I forget what it's called. Wait, here it is. Camp Rock. Mm-hmm. She was in Camp Rock, the Disney films, which is what I knew her from. Um, then there was a moment where they had like the Confident um, album era in 2015. She was being surrounded by an entourage and she looked like she was wearing an outfit that was very similar to the cover of the album. Um, then there was a moment where there was a, an overdose that happened and she was singing to the person that was on the stretcher. So like she referenced a lot, um, of her personal life. Also, you, we all know, if you don't know, she was in a long-term relationship with Wilder. What's his name? Will? Mm-hmm. The guy from that 70s show. Wilmer. Wilmer Valderrama. Yeah. yeah. Who was with her for a very long time and then they broke up, uh, and he got married pretty quickly to somebody. Oh, so. Shit. In that video, she references that. So I felt like it was kind of her moments of really being candid about her, you know, her struggle with herself and where all each chapter of her life. And she's like, you know what? I love me. So I liked it. It was a little bit more pop for my ears. But because she has a, such a soulful voice, I was able to withstand the 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 pop to get a little bit of. Um, you know, moment. It's just uh, one of the interesting things about her, and then either even some of these other like Disney people is that how they have this one public facing image, mm-hmm. and behind the scenes they're a fucking mess. Mm-hmm. So like it's just it's like that's what fascinates me really about her and the arc of her career is that like she's done all these things like Sunny with a Chance was the one thing she did with Disney, and then Camp Rock, and she's done all these you know very um you know kid-friendly, um, you know, things that are iconic with a certain audience Absolutely. with Disney, but then she also was, like, strung out on drugs behind the scenes. So it's yeah. just, like, that's so fascinating to me, and to your point, I really appreciate the fact that she is so um, forthright with what has happened in her career, and, you know, um, consequently, and at the same time was going on in her actual personal, personal. life. So this song, I love. And I actually really loved her last album. I thought her last album oh, was her best phenomenal. Um, this feels a little, again, I was saying earlier, feels a little Ariana Grande-ish to me, but that actually doesn't surprise me because she's repped by Scooter, Pro- Scooter Braun. Um, and, and Ariana she she found God. is also repped by Scooter Braun. Um, Justin Bieber is also repped by Scooter Braun, but whatever. I'm not a fan of his, so... Um, but I like the song. I like the production. I like the lyrics. I'm ready for an album and a tour from her. I think this will probably be the first tour 
so long as the album's good that um so that so so long that I like the album like I like the last one then I'll be like okay we should go and see I her I wanted live. to go to the last album she didn't come here though um yeah but I mean we could have gone to see her somewhere she we could have but we didn't touring finish. with Kelani and I was like part of what keeps me from going to see certain people too is their audience I'm gonna be honest about it I don't want to be in an audience with a bunch of like you know 15 year olds. But my question really is like, is that really Demi's audience anymore? Does she Girl, have the young knows? people or has her audience grown with her? So this this will be a time where I will branch out and be like, yes, let's go and see her because her body of work at this point is becoming I'm here iconic in a space where I'm actually paying attention. So Okay, good. Well, that, my so, friends. Oh, yeah, we had um, Megan Thee Stallion on the list, Sugar, which is the, the, is album it the EP or an album. The I think EP it's came EP. out. What I can say is that there was only one song that I was like, oh, I'm here for. And that was um, Savage. Mm. Uh, other than that, you know what? Uh, Megan Thee Stallion, I think that she is struggling trying to find that Hot Girl Summer re- um, Part 2. And I think that her issues with her label has shown that they were also having issues finding that and her going to rock nation. I think rock nation is trying to find that. So we will see if the, um, hot girl summer is a part two. Uh, I'm tired of that. Hot, every song does not need a hot, this some hot girl shit. Like, okay, girl, we get it. She wants to make that her brand. As far as I'm concerned, I'm not into this and I'm ready to move on. Oh, well, Okay. Political realness. <laughs> Moving on to that. Um, what is the T for the political political realness? How did Super Tuesday go, babe? All right. So um, if you don't know, political realness is our new replacement for what happened was. Um, and will um, be something that we'll be doing at least until November. We'll see what happens after that. Oh, praise us. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, Super Tuesday. Actually, I don't know about you, but to me, feels like it was about a month ago. It's because absolutely. so much has happened the coronavirus literally in less than a week because you know again we're we're actually recording this during the same week that super tuesday happened but well, just I mean, to give you an idea so we were all anticipating super tuesday what was going to happen curious about this leading Warren. up to super tuesday we had pete and amy so that's pete Buttigieg and amy klobuchar both drop out of the race i was grateful for and they both very expeditiously um, endorsed Joe Biden for who knows what reason. Because just to be clear, what happens in these cases normally is that as people drop out, they start to court the yes. front runner for um, different positions within a hypothetical cabinet. So, you know, whether it be vice president, whether it be, you know, chief of staff or whatever in the White House for this person if they win. So clearly Pete and Amy are angling for a spot within a Biden administration. Oh, Joe Biden emerged so far with 664 delegates to... Bernie Sanders, 573. So now we're in a situation where we have Biden. relatively close. And we also have another Tuesday this this week. We do. We do. But we have Biden's campaign, which at this point, the narrative is that his campaign is resurgent um, amidst a very um, lackluster performance on Tuesday. uh, Elizabeth Warren, unfortunately, dropped out. She is refusing at the current moment 
to endorse anyone. So she is not endorsing anyone. So again, getting back to the the, um, point I made earlier, the question is, well, what's being worked out on the back end? Is she exploring possible um, placement in an administration for both Biden and Bernie? But I guess the question to you Or Sanders, I should say. The question to you and all our listeners is, why does she have to endorse? She does not. So she does not have to endorse, but... As you know, um, with the media and especially the current media climate that we're in, it doesn't matter whether you have to do something or not. The media will still expect you to do it. So they expect her to put her, you know, basically to give her endorsement to someone so that then theoretically all of her supporters will go to that person that she endorses, even though in the real world, we know that that's not actually what's going to happen. Think about like, think about the journey she's been on. Like if it wasn't for her, bitch, Bloomberg would have had stronger numbers. Hello. If it wasn't for her, bitch, people would not realize what actually needs, what could and should be done for a lot of policies. And I think that what happens is, yes, some of her policies are very aligned with Bernie, but also some of her policies are not. And I think that we shouldn't enforce who she should back because of what we believe at the end of the day, what she should do. And also she was... She was still in this in these streets on Wednesday, after Super Tuesday. So like, give her a moment to just process that she did. She is no longer in the running. Like, yeah. allow her a beat. Why are we not allowing her? What we gave Kamala, who just recently, within the day, she came out just and said Biden endorsed Biden, and she had months to process that yep. she was no longer well why because she got out sooner yeah but why can't warren have that same respect yeah well i mean i think for part of it is time um there's not a lot of time left it'll be interesting to see what happens just to be clear what's next on tuesday yes. six states what vote states? washington idaho north dakota um i believe it's missouri um mississippi and um michigan Mm-hmm. Michigan is the big prize with a total of 125 delegates at stake. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another question is, um, as we move forward, who would Biden or Sanders pick as a running mate for a vice president in their hypothetical? I think either of them are going to choose Trump. a woman. I, I agree. I think that not only will they choose a woman, but I think that there's probably a really good chance that they both will choose a woman of color. You think? So, yeah. I think so. Whether that be a Kamala Harris, whether that be, or it might it might be someone that we don't even know. Whether I think it'll be someone we know. Whether it be a Kamala well, Harris, someone you know, bitch, because you've been so close to CNN, <laughs> bitch, you, you could probably be a damn correspondent. It probably could be. Um, whether it be Stacey Abrams, who actually ran for governor in the state of Georgia and lost because the governor down there cheated. Mm-hmm. Whole other we could have a whole pot about that and what happened with that. But it'll be interesting to see moving forward what happens. Um, there is actually a chance that Warren may not endorse anyone. And that's okay. And we'll see. But I think that ultimately she probably will endorse someone and it'll be based on whatever political calculations that are happening behind. She makes based on where she wants she to be. She may wait when to endorse someone until the person is very clear who's winning. Which is exactly what Obama's doing. We've had mm-hmm. a, you and I had a conversation about this and uh, you know some people are wondering, well, why hasn't Obama weighed in? Why hasn't he just thrown his support 
you know, to Biden. And I think that the answer to that question is Biden was floundering in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You will have to wait and see. I, I hope everybody firm, in these streets is registered to vote. I do too. I'm a firm believer in um, Warren has agency. She can do whatever the fuck she wants. And I think that she should do that. And let her be on SNL and create a little, little moment. TikTok moment. Yes. I'm here for What's it. What's that challenge called? I don't know. I don't I know. Can't switch Where you switch the light off. It was cute. It was her and... um. The girl that plays her the on lesbian. SNL. What's her name? She a lesbian? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know we that. talked about that. We did? Yeah. She came out, but she was she was already out, really. Like, it wasn't a... Kate uh, McKinnon. Kate McKinnon mm-hmm. is a lesbian. Apparently, it's not a, a surprise to most people. Golden Globes, I think, is where she, like, kind of, like, made Well, you know what? At the clear. end of the day, I think that uh, I'm curious to see how Tuesday goes. What I think needs to happen before anyone really is going to be loud and proud about who they're supporting and when they're supporting and why they're supporting is a, a stronger delta between Biden and, and Bernie. I think a lot of people are going to Biden because I, and I have to say like Biden, I think what Biden has that Bernie doesn't is Biden has this Republican, you know, the person that's not like extremely right, he could gain their vote um, that might lean kind of in the middle. Um, But Bernie is definitely more left than, than Biden. And I think that scares a lot of people, but my values and who I, what I want as, as a country, they they may not align with Bernie more, or they may not align with Biden more than they're Bernie or Bernie more than with Biden. But I think that at the end of the day, it's at what we need to focus on is finding the best candidate that will get our country back on track. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with what you're saying. Essentially, um, you know what Biden really has is a is a major support amongst older voters mm-hmm. um and um he, he also has support. over 50 yeah and no well, like i think actually older than i think they're like oh. 60 or 65 and, um, uh, but but he, but let's be clear older voters are more likely to vote True. so whoever takes the older voters is already you know has a leg up over someone who like a bernie sanders who courts a younger constituency but younger people well they'll talk a big game and they'll be all over twitter and facebook and doing their social activism when it comes time to them to act for them to actually go out to the polls and vote mm-hmm. then they lag behind older voters so that is a part of the problem that he's having where what his um campaign thought was that they would be able to get a lot of younger people out to vote and, and that they would have an explosion in the number of young people voting and it did not materialize on super tuesday and that's a big part of the reason why he finds himself where he is and with biden having such a large um you know uh, population of people who are older who support yeah. him and they're more likely to vote and then older black this people has just been the longest, again who the are more likely to vote that's why he was able to have a true super tuesday why can't we just have one tuesday that is super super bitch Mm-mm. where everybody <laughs> just vote and then at the end of the day we just walk away and be like okay here's our candidate like i don't have time for the delegates and divide uh, them by three. And if you need 15, they need to make some fundamental. It needs to be low changes. key. You get the most votes. You win. Like I that's agree. how it is. And popular vote. Okay. Popular vote should be it. Because when you run for class it. president, you don't get delegates. You sure don't. And it should just be that. And that should be it. And then we should be done. Okay. So that my friends, is, is facts <laughs> over fiction. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, all right. So with that, we move on then. What's your word of the week, bitch? The word of the week. So the word of the week is a word that I used earlier to describe the way in which Netflix described their 
quote unquote social experiment. Oh. Love is blind. So the word that I use uh-huh, is what bitch? Um is succinct. Okay. Or succinct. I've heard people um pronounce it that way. So it's S as in Sam, U S I'm sorry. S as in Sam. Oh my god. It's S as in Sam. U C as in cat. C as in cat. I as in ice cream, N as in Nancy, C as in cat, T. So that's succinct or succinct. And what succinct means is marked by compact, precise expression without wasted words. Succinct. Megan Stallion needs to be more more succinct in her Instagram vi- um, videos because I, I, you know what? I don't need all the fluff. <laughs> What's the fluff? Cause she just be talking. Do I need to be following her? What was the fluff? She, she used fluffy lying. words. No, bitch. She oh my gosh, she, she just be lying. How you know she lying? I mean, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So apparently, um, Meg the Stallion needs to be more clear in her communication. Succinct. Succinct. <laughs> Succinct. Succinct. <laughs> yes, there you go. You Diction is done with letters. the tip of the tongue and the teeth. Yes, lots of things are done with the tip of the tongue. You know what? Now, well, apparently and lips. And not the so teeth. here we are. <laughs> so I want to thank everyone for listening and just know just know that we are in these streets we doing are. the absolute most. As and usual. We, we are low-key out and just trying to plan life to be yes. beautiful. Life, love, and the pursuit of happiness. Oh, and alcohol. <laughs> so please keep your ear to the streets. We will have things that we will be yeah. announcing. We'll be announcing things soon. March is gonna be pretty low key for us, besides just bringing you this content oh, every week with the, the pod. Um, and then uh, you know when we have something we to have announce things, towards the end of the know, month, just know that from yes. April to August, uh-huh. you' about to be lit. You're about to be in these streets with us, hopefully. So Seattle, thank you so much for listening. Bye, and Felicia. Don't let the COVID nineteen get you. You don't let what? it get you down. You know what, bitch? Wash your hands. Because we're still out in these streets. Wash your hands and don't touch your yes. booty hole. Wash your hands and your ass, actually. Oh, at the Both. same time. <laughs> Have a great week, guys. <laughs>